Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, nebbish main characters, psychologically abusive kohais, fan service galore, and manga news. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 457, Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagataro. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review, some podcasts and banger reviews about correctly enhanced narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope all of you are doing well out there in internet land and hope things have been going really well for you. On our end, things are going really well, reading lots of manga, watching lots of trailers, and releasing tons of content. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome! Spyrokin, or some podcasts and vain reviews about Connecting Enhanced and Narrative, is a geeky podcast where we talk about various nerdy topics depending on the episode you're listening to. Since this is the manga review, obviously we're talking about manga. I tell you the art style is, the overarching plot, the characters, the design quality, most importantly, if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't have to agree with anything I and my co-host say, we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spyarkin.com, where we have over 1,000 podcasts. Yes, we finally hit 1,000 podcasts of varying type. We have the manga review, the movie review, the game review, the book corner, the Zan chats, Television Tuesdays, and several other things. But we're also on YouTube, where you can check out our videos, including our trailer reactions and our live-action coverage of various conventions. Definitely check that out. But we're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, and various other social media types. Just type in Spyrokin in your search bar, and I guarantee you'll find us one way or the other. And if you have any questions or comments or concerns, you can email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spyrokin.com, or you can tweet me at Spyrokin. And if you enjoy what we do, support our Patreon, help us create more fun content for you to enjoy. We have four tiers, each one with varying degrees of rewards, including our monthly podcast is just for you guys. It's just special reviews that are just for you and some other really fun things too. But for that, you have to actually check out our Patreon. So that's at patreon.com forward slash Spirekin. And now that that shilling is out of the way, let's actually get to this because if you remember from the last episode, I spun that one, that only... The Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to be there viewing a very interesting manga. One that was written by Nanashi, and it is released over here by Vertical Inc. That's Konancha. It is a shonen series that originally came out in 2017 to still coming out now, and it's a webcomic that was adapted into a manga series. There are 12 volumes, and it is a romantic comedy series. And they it is known as Ijiranai de... Nagatoro-san, but we know it over here as Don't Toy With Me, Ms. Nagataro, or Don't Bully Me, Ms. Nagataro, depending on what version you're getting. And this manga is kind of similar to a lot of other mangas that we've read recently, where it's about a main character who is generally a social introvert, or there's something wrong with them, and they are bullied by the their love interests in one way or the other. My personal favorite version of this is Teasing Master Tagaki-san or My Neighbor Seki. This is a new interpretation of that, and this one is about Naoto Hachioji, who is this second-year student who is studying at Kazahaya High School, and he prefers to avoid social interaction with everybody. The only person he really interacts with is his club president, because he's part of the art club, but besides that, he stays away from everybody. He generally stays having lunch in the club room or he'll go to the library and go to class. That's it. One day he's going to the library and he ends up running into four girls who are underclassmen who are kind of airheaded and he's just kind of ignoring them until fate happens. That they discover him, discover that he's an artist drawing manga, and one of them decides to bully him mercilessly. And this becomes 
his dynamic, this Kohai, known only as Nagatoro, harasses him. She follows him into his club room and bothers him. She she meets him in the library and bothers him. She sees him outside the school and she bothers him. And she just really just puts him in really awkward and lewd positions that aren't of his own fault and make him cry. And that is what this manga is about. It's about a girl who has kind of unrequited feelings for someone and she deals with it in a very childish way. And that's what this manga is about. It's, it's, yeah. I know I should be like, yeah, there's this, that, 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 but it's just a gag manga about two people who kind of like each other in a really screwed up relationship who are just hanging out and stuff happens. It's the typical trope of, hey, she's going to barge in, bother him, and put him in a really awkward position, and then she's going to treat him like garbage, and then he's going to kind of like her. That's what this story is about. This feels very, I don't want to say it's abusive, but yeah, it's about someone who's being abused and they end up liking it. It's a sadomasochistic relationship. That's what you would think from reading the back and reading the first volume of this manga. However, I am surprised to say there's actually more to it than that. Because as we discover, uh, Naoto ends up getting pulled out of his shell and becoming a little more confident throughout these interactions with Nagatoro. Also, we found that Nagatoro isn't just doing this because she's a crazy person that just wants to harass this guy. No, she actually likes him. And we're able to witness how she feels when other people make fun of him and when she's with other males, other guys. And it's intriguing to see like when her friends start following her and making fun of him, she gets really pissed off. And she just shuts down and is like, no, you can't do that. Pretty much only I can mess with him, you can't. And Senpai ends up actually being a better person for that because he ends up learning that she's a good person. He protects her at times, but overall it's them getting closer together while everyone kind of fights and just is weird. As an ensemble cast, the secondary and tertiary characters are almost non-existent. I mean, you have her three friends, Gamo, Yoshi, and Sakura, but really they're just these really cruel, shallow girls who kind of, they're trying to help Nagatoro get together with Senpai, but it's not really what what goes on and then you have the art club's president who is this i don't want to say she's a nudist but she's someone who likes to draw nude portraits of herself and try and pass it off as art so she's a little crazy but that's it it's pretty much all it is is just them dealing with this while them dealing with their relationship quote-unquote relationship as it goes on Compared to the other ones, I gotta say, like Teaser Massey, Tagaki-san, and My Neighbor Seki, that is done so much more refreshingly and it's more innocent. This is much more, I'm gonna abuse you in a really disturbing way. Like, hey, we read this thing in a manga that this guy licked this girl's shoes, so you're gonna do that for me or I'm gonna beat you up. It's... I want to say that, yeah, there's something good about it, but honestly, no. The art style is okay, and while it does get better later on when he becomes more confident, most people won't get past the first volume, really, because it's just Nagatoro-san being abusive. And 
I, I explained this premise to Greta, and Greta was like, yeah, she's just playing the game. She's That's how girls are mean to boys cause, that they like. And I kind of get that, but this is overly cruel. I mean, it's not like physical abuse, but like the mental and emotional torment that Senpai's put through. I don't find it compelling or interesting, to be honest with you. The art style is pretty decent for what it is. Um, there's some great moments, especially when you see his drawings when he's working his art book are slightly different than the drawings of the characters. So it gives you this sense of realism and difference where it's like, this is how this person draws. This is how this person draws. Um, a great example is when Senpai ends up going on an actual date with Nagatoro. It's This is volume five this happens. But they end up going to the zoo and the deal is that He's bringing her there, not to look at the animals, but to draw. So they're going to draw different animals. And then it's they draw their these animals, and at the end, she says, I'm going to draw my favorite animal. Favorite animal turns out to be him, which we kind of gathered, so it's kind of bittersweet. But you see the art difference, how his art is not photorealistic, but it's really polished. And then hers is very blocky and looks not childish, but it's like she's not a professional artist. She could work on it, though. But this also leads to a moment when someone sees her art and starts criticizing her about it. And he says, you shouldn't make fun of other people's art. You have no right to do that. They put themselves out there. And it's him kind of growing up. It's like from this point on, then he gets more interesting and more like he's standing up for himself. Before that, it's not as great. You have to get to a lot to get to that point. And while I would want to go further into like, and this happened, and this happened, I don't think I should because I told you about the art style. The plot is pretty much the same no matter what. It's this happens. They're slowly building up, but there's no overarching narrative. It's just she is abusing him and trying to get him to like her, but not really because if he tries to do anything, she says he's a pervert. So nothing is really going to happen. And the sad thing is there are moments which are nuanced and so well done. And it's just these little tiny moments that are just creative. Like there's a moment where you see she is teasing him and he finally says, you know what? I am done with you. I'm going to go somewhere else. And she panics and freaks out. And it turns out it's a dream. And then she goes back to teasing him. It's like, you can learn from this to better yourself. No, that's not going to happen. And compared to the other stories I've talked about, like Tagaki-san or Saiki, those ones have character progression and we see a lot of nuanced moments and things move forward. This one seems just kind of, it's going to be stuck in this rut and nothing's really going to go anywhere with it. And for that reason, just the plot in general, I mean, like there are some good elements to it. The art is decent, but that's not enough to save it. I'm going to have to give this our second lowest rating, which is a typical reading material at a local correction facility or psychiatric institute. It's just kind of, it's generic, it's been done before, and honestly, I don't see it as an amazing crowning achievement in this amazing series. It's not, because Nagatori is not someone you should try to be. She's not someone that someone should emulate or want. It's And I get it, there's some people who are like that, who their natural tendency is, I'm going to tease the person I like, and I get that. But honestly, it's not a cathartic nor is it a nice way to treat someone but that's my thoughts on it if you've read this or if you're a fan of this series let me know your feelings email me zanspirekin.com or tweet me at spirekin let me know what your thoughts are and 
if you think that I'm being too hard on this series or not. Because there are some great secondary characters, but overall, they don't really matter. The ones that matter are her friends and senpai. That's it. Everyone else is kind of just like, they're not there. But I'm getting a little bit of a negative loop. So let me know what you think. Email me, zanspirekid.com or tweet me at Spirekid. Let me know your thoughts on Nagatori-san, if you think that I'm being too hard on her or not. And with that, let's actually get to some of the manga releases for the week. These came out on March 1st, 2022. We got 26 new manga titles. And I got to say, some of them are pretty interesting and some of them just shocked are still coming out. Well, first off, we have Accomplishments of the Duke's Daughter, the Light Novel, Volume 4. Beyond the Clouds, Volume 4. Darling in the Franks, the manga, Volumes 1 and 2, releasing as an omnibus. I'm kind of shocked that we're getting this at all because that series is utter trash, but whatever. Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die, Volume 1. Drugstore in Another World, The Slow Life of a Cheat Pharmacist, the manga, Volume 4. Dungeon Dive, Aim for the Deepest Level, manga, Volume 3. Imakoi, Now I'm in Love, Volume 1. Love and Lies, Volume 11. Mashal, Magic and Muscle, Volume 5. Might as well cheat, I got transported to another world where I can live my wildest dreams, Volume 2. Mushoko Tensei, Jobless Reincarnation, The Light Novel, Volume 15. My Hero Academia, Volume 30, is finally coming out. My Lovey Dovey Wife is a Stone Cold Killer, Volume 2. My Wandering Warrior Existence, which is a one-shot. Parallel Paradise, Volume 9. Platinum End, Volume 14. Rose and Blood, Volume 2. Saint Young Men, Omnibus 8, which is Volumes 15 and 16 of the manga. The Girl in the Arcade, Volume 1. The Hidden Dungeon Only I Can Enter, The Light Novel, Volume 6. The Kingdoms of Ruin, Volume 4. Trapped in a Dating Sim, The World of Atome Games is Tough for Mobs, The Light Novel, Volume 5. Undead Unluck, Volume 6. World Trigger, Volume 23. And then Yakuza Lover, Volume 4. For me, the ones I'm excited about are The Girl in the Arcade, St. Young Men, my lovey dovey wife is a stone cold killer. My hero academia. And Imakoi, now I'm in love. The rest of them, I'm just kind of, I don't know, it seems like a slow week. What are your thoughts? Let me know. Email me and tweet me at that. And with that, um, I know this was a quick episode, but I went pretty quick. I got all my thoughts across about the manga and was able to talk about some of the new releases. So that's pretty good. But worry not, we've got our news report coming out tomorrow and tons of other stuff. So this is not the end of the manga review at all because we are getting close to episode 500 of the manga review and I'm actually excited for my plans for that. I'm not going to say anything yet, but just stay tuned for that. And thank all of you who are listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You're all awesome. Every email I get, every message I get helps give me a little more steam to keep doing this podcast that I love doing because I love recommending manga and talking about it. And it's cool to find people who I could share it with. So all of you are awesome. Hello to all my society members. You guys are great. Uh, Stay tuned for some other really cool content. I'm going to be releasing a video version of one of my reviews coming up. So it's a behind-the-scenes look so you can see me actually cursing and making mistakes and re-editing. So you hear all that loveliness. And worry not, I'm going to keep podcasting as long as I can till I'm an old man who has to read mangas with a really big magnifying glass or large print. So worry not. And I think it's time for the part you've all been waiting for. Uh, Yeah. So let's get to it because it's that part you've all been waiting for. And we're talking about that one, that only, the The Weekly 
Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga. Except substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga tile to each of the 10 slots. So when I spin that one, not only the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on, the manga that's in that spot is the one I review in the next episode, episode 458. That is 42 episodes away from episode 500. And we've got some fun titles on here. Some are really retro and some are very new. And one of them... Someone said I had to put on because I hadn't reviewed it, which I'm shocked I haven't done that in 400 episodes. But yeah, so we're going there. So let's spin and see what we're going to review, shall we? Number one. So in the next episode, it looks like I'm reading a historical manga. This is one which is taking place in a very specific part of Japanese history. Most importantly... The year before the Great Kanto Earthquake. This is a love story that I've heard a lot about. I know there's an anime, but I haven't watched it yet. And I think there is actually... Well, we're going to see how this is. And I'm talking about Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. If you've read this or seen the manga or anime, how is it? Do you like it? Do you not? Let me know. Email me, zansparker.com. I have only know a little bit about this, but I'm excited to see where this goes because there's some mangas that are really cool and some that are kind of crazy. And this one's kind of different because it's taking place in a specific point in time. It's not like a, this is just a generic romance. No, this is a romance that's taking place during a pivotal point of time in history. This is like saying, we're going to do um, like Barefoot Gen level of, we're going to set it right before... The bomb drops, so when they fall in love, we're going to kill them. It's like, this is kind of during a big point, so what's going to happen? I don't know. I'm excited to see where this goes, but going to have to wait on that. Uh, anyway, remember to like, share, subscribe. Check out some of our other episodes. I've actually been redesigning the website, so check out new designs for the title cards. Let me know if you like them or not. As usual, I'm your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. I'll catch you guys next time, and keep reading manga. See you later.